up everyone welcome back to convos with kevin uh basically i'm just here to give you the normal warning you know uh minimum cussing all that fun stuff and yeah let's get into the show all right so um welcome to the podcast i don't have a name at the moment that we're recording this um, <laughs> So yeah, sorry for whoever's listening to this at the moment. And I actually don't introduce people. So I'm gonna let you introduce yourself, uh, what you do, your pronouns, all that fun, politically correct stuff. Wow, okay. Um, So my name is Richard Rembert. You can call me Richie. I go by either. Uh, Just depends on how well I know you, I guess. Uh, But I usually introduce myself in person as Richard. I feel it comes off a little more professional. Um, outside of that, I am a, um, wow, I don't even know how to, uh, <laughs> I'm a creative. I'll, I'll start with that. I'm a photographer. Um, I'm in the world of digital marketing and I'm slowly but surely moving my way into the tech side of things. Um, I have a little like experience with like certain like web design coding and stuff, but I definitely want to amplify it with eventually data science. I think that's like my end all. Like that's where I'm going to, where I'm going to end up being at. But yeah, so at the moment, photography of all kinds um, started out with landscapes and nature, then uh, moved on to portraits, fashion. I do product, food, and beverage now. Um, I've done real estate. Yeah, so that's pretty much what I do. I just I, I like to create. Okay. So, I mean, like, given that you kind of said how you got into it, but like, what's making you want to go towards data science? Uh, it's it's uh, so what I do on a daily basis. Okay, so the way I got into this um, through some friends and they were like, yo, like you already do all these things for your business. I know you're looking at getting into tech. Um, you should look at data science. And so I was like, all right, cool. Like, let me see what that's about. And then as soon as like I read up on it, I was like, this makes sense. I was like, I can do this on a larger scale. It's already what I do kind of do for my business already, but I can definitely take it to a larger scale and, um, and learn all these, you know, different things like AI machine learning, um, the combination of like pulling data and figuring out what does what and, you know, how to amplify it or, you know, what to take away. So yeah, kind of just, it's one of those things that just like, just through conversation where it was like, okay, like I see there's a lane of, you know, a whole bunch of different things that I do that I can combine into one. Cause I like math and statistics as well. I'm interested in computer science as well. So like it just all goes hand in hand. Got you. So like, do you even, do you consider yourself being part of tech at this moment? Um, from a technical side, I'm, I feel like I'm like, I have a toe in the door, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know, like, um, as far as like, when I, like sometime last year, I got on free code camp and I started learning <clears throat> about, you know, uh, web design. I got the web design certification. So like, I know HTML, HTML5, I know, you know, basic CSS, I know a whole bunch of other stuff. And I just did that because, you know, I'm, I was building my site through Squarespace and I needed to like learn these different, you know, I just wanted to see what like different things meant. And so I was like, why don't I just 
you know, get in and try to figure this out. And once I started going through the certification, everything just became more, more clear to me, like as of what I'm seeing on a day to day on the back end of my website. So, um, yeah, like I would say from that aspect. Yeah. And then, you know, also just being on our phones, like tech is, you know, everywhere these days. So, um, yeah, I do consider myself a part of it as am I as deep in it as, you know, other people are, as far as like, you know, being full, uh, stack developer and you know it no i'm not even nowhere close to that <laughs> at all um because I, I wanted i like i said it just uh became like something that i really wanted to be a part of um in the middle of last year and i want to dedicate like my 30s to learning different technical skills you know figuring out like how i did with photography what i like what i don't like um you know, taking all these courses and just figuring out, okay, where do I fit in into this ecosystem? Got you. Okay. So like, let's back up a little bit with the photography. Like I know I went to your website, you live in New York. I've lived there before. So I know like there's a whole bunch of things that you could possibly be doing in photography, but how did you figure out what you wanted to do in that particular niche? Um, it was, um, it goes back to, I'm the type of person like it can be like oh there's this whatever whatever and i'm like okay let me see what aspect of it that i like so i don't like i like i, sh I love photography i love like street photography i can wake up any day and be like you know what i'm gonna just run around with my camera get certain shots when i travel i do the same thing and i you know i also do like the landscapes i like architecture so i'll get shots of buildings I don't do wedding photography just because I've been around it and it, it's not for me. I don't have the patience for it. It's yeah, good. I hear it's a lot. Yeah, you know what I mean? It, it makes it makes good money, but it's like, you know, that I'm not trying to be somewhere for eight, nine hours, you know, sitting here taking almost the same shots over and over and over again to get that perfect one. It's like, eh, I'd rather, you know, be in a space for like a hour, two hours max. You know, even when I'm on, like, when I do creative sets, like, I'm in and out the room because, like, you know, you got to go through makeup, wardrobe. Hit me up when y'all ready to shoot. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hit me up, you know, I, I can talk, you know, I can do all that. But it's like, I don't like being confined to one space for a long period of time. So I'm just usually, like, move up and moving around. Got you. And do you think, like, um, I think you're originally from, like, South Carolina or something, right? If I'm not mistaken? Yeah, so I was... So I was born in Jersey, moved down to South Carolina when I was seven, raised in the South. Um, so I graduated high school in South Carolina. Then I went to um, North Carolina after that. Then I moved to New York. I was in North Carolina for seven years, moved to New York in 2016, 15. End of, like, I know I moved up here Christmas Eve, 2000, one of, one of those two. And so I've been up here for about what healthy four years now. Nice. So do you think like that move uh, really helped you like grow your skills or expand them in any way? Yes, because I was, I would say I was comfortable in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I was working in hotels. I was a, a hotel super, uh, not a hotel, a food and beverage supervisor. And I was in this thing called task force. And so pretty much what that is, is like, say if somebody gets fired or you know, they're ill or uh, for a long period of time, they'll send somebody from a ho in this 
niche um, group to cover at a different location until they either hire somebody, they offer you the job, or you know the person comes back. So I was pretty much doing that for a good <clears throat> solid five, six months. And I was living good, like it was comfortable, but I wouldn't, and I, that, that's when around the time when I started photography, just because I was you know, going around traveling um, and I was just like, oh, let me document my travels. And so that's how that came about. Got you. That's actually really cool. Yeah. Um, I went to school in North Carolina, so I don't know much about Charlotte photography, just Greensboro. Oh, got it, got it. Greensboro, that's the, that's the party city, right? <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. I haven't heard some stories. Yeah, Jiho is interesting. <laughs> But yeah, so I know you also, you're on Twitter and you talk about Pinterest all the time. So like, how did you get into Pinterest? Like, why do you think it's, I guess, the place to be um, a little bit more? Because I know you do a lot of blog posts around it as well. So like, how did you get to that point of realizing the gym that's Pinterest that I guess nobody really uses like they should anymore? Cool. So, all right. So I'll, I'll just go ahead and tell you how to start it. So I was, when I moved up to um, New York, I was doing free, a lot of freelancing, meeting random people. I was doing some big things and um, it just got to a point where it was like, like I, I had a website, I had, you know, obviously we're all on social media and I was like, damn, like none of this traffic is coming to my website, like at all, like just barely. Like, you know, you get a couple clicks, you get stuff from Instagram. That's when I used to be on Instagram heavy, but um, you get stuff from there, like Twitter, I wasn't even using it for this. What I'm doing now, I was just using it to like make jokes and shit. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I was, I happened to be scrolling. I was like, damn, I'm not getting any like traction on my website. Like I just, I didn't know the marketing and business side of photography. I was, I was just thinking as a straight up creative. And so, I happened to stumble across this. Um, I remember I was in DC and I think I had just left one of these little, uh, I was working at a, I helped open up this restaurant in New York. And I remember I was in DC and I pretty much was like quit because you know, some backstory thing, me and the manager, whatever, whatever. But I felt like they were about to fire me. And I was like, for what? And I was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and quit. So I saw this course online for Pinterest and it was talking about how, you know, you can gain organic traffic, whatnot. And I was like, damn, I didn't even know there was like a Pinterest business because I used Pinterest for years for just like creating my mood boards. Didn't think of it as using it as like a tool to, you know, bring leads to my website. So I went through the course in like a day or two, started implementing. And then for like, <clears throat> like I said, that was October of... I want to say 2018 <clears throat> and so all of last year i took the information that i had learned from this one course and then pretty much fine-tuned it to where it would work for me and so i started creating blog posts based around photography and, uh, and shooting my own original content to facilitate those blogs like just adding them to it and so I would just go on random websites and be like, mm, what can I blog about today? And I would just type in questions on Google. And if I felt like it was a you know good enough topic to write about, I would just do that. And so I was just using Pinterest 
yeah, like I said, all of last year, figuring out the ins and outs of it. And yeah, so I pretty much stumbled upon it because I wasn't getting any traction to my website. And it was probably one of the best things that I did because it taught me how to start using social media as a, as a tool to bring, you know, generate leads to my website. And so now my, like my website last year, I just looked at the, uh, the analytics last night. It's funny from like 2017, I had like 600 and something views, but I made so much money from photography. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> 2018, I had about like, let's say like 7,000 views. And then last year I had over 150,000 website views. Wow. And I was just all organic traffic, no, no paid ads, no nothing. So yeah, that's how that came about. I've just been, you know, um, Pinterest for me, especially for photographers or people who just like, um, how should I say that, especially that blog a lot, it's a, it's a visual search engine, just like, you know, how Google is. But if you have, you know, something that provides a lot of pictures, Pinterest is the way to go because all of that traffic, all those clicks, you know, those, those Pinterest moms or, you know, people in that niche, they will go back, double back to your site. And with the content, it lasts forever on that platform. As long as that platform is up, this stuff that I posted in January of, you know, last year, that still gets hit to this day. And I, I haven't even posted it in maybe eight months. You know, it's just like the, the lifespan on that particular social network last a lot longer than, you know, your Twitter or your IGs. Gosh, that's interesting. So you, you would say like Pinterest is the creative, that's the creative social platform to be on. Like Twitter, I guess is kind of like, I don't know. We kind of uh, shoot the shits a lot, but it's probably more of a less meet new people. And you think Pinterest is more of, or a better Instagram for people that are creative? I would say that, yeah. And also if you're selling products as well, like, you know, a lot of people, and there's this, you know, there's this like statistic out where it's like, I think, I don't want to uh, misquote it, but it's in the high seventies of just people that go on Pinterest and buy stuff. And I was like, why? Like, I didn't know people were using it for that. And it's usually like, you know, these soccer moms or, you know, just random people from the internet, especially internationally, it's like, you know, people just love being on that website for some, uh, for some reason. So why not use that to your advantage? You know, you can do paid ads on there, like, which I've done one just like as a test. Cause I was like, Oh, let me see. And I, I talked about the particular blog was about, um, like different apps that creatives could use to invest their money you know, straight from their phone. So I use like Acorns, Robinhood and all that. I put it in this one blog post. I think I spent a hundred dollars just to like, you know, see what it do. And that brought me 700 views and it maxed out both my Acorns and my Robinhood within that week. And I was just like, well, damn, like, nice. you know, yeah. cool. like I see where this is going. So this year, what I've been doing is uh, what I'm planning on doing once after this uh, website is revamped, I'm just gonna start spending a whole bunch of ad dollars on there because I saw the return on investment. And so what I can do and what I've been doing is putting like affiliate links in there in my blog posts. Um, I'm about to start putting my eBooks in there 
I've been I've been doing my prints. Uh, I've been putting my prints in my photography uh, blog post for the whole year, and that generated a lot of money for me as well. So, you know, it's a it's one of those things where it brings eyes to your website, and it's up to you how you utilize that, whether that be from your products, how you develop your copy writing, and then you know, sky's the limit after that. Nice, nice. Okay, I'm gonna have to get back on Pinterest. You're making it sound really interesting. Um, <laughs> I think I put all my stuff on. I think I use Unsplash now for like all my photography. So, you know what? I used to be on Unsplash, and then it just got really dull for some reason. Like I just, I don't know. Like I'll be on I don't even like 500 PX. That used to be one of those sites I went to, but then that like I don't know. It just got weird. It's got boring, dull. Um, I'm on Behance sometimes. Um, but yeah, mostly now I'm just, you know, I'll post my stuff on Pinterest. I don't use it. I still do use it here and there for mood boards, but like, you know, I get inspiration from everywhere now, but I definitely use Pinterest business as more of like a driving force to my website more than anything these days. Got you. All right. So, I mean, someone listening to this, um, what would you tell them is the most important thing about getting into this particular niche? Um, just like photography and then even you thinking about moving to data science like what what would you tell them is the most important thing to connect those two i would say if you're hmm it's a good question i would say if you're into a creative field but you also you know want to be in some type of tech tech uh, based thing. I feel like data science combines all of those into one in a similar fashion, um, especially on like on the back end of things, because it will help you propel, you know, like for us, like especially as creators, we're always trying to find data on how we can improve on certain things. Data science is exactly what that is. It's, you know, helping you find data so um i feel like those two coincide with each other and you know like you can make work for you for me i just feel like it's the perfect thing i feel like that's what i'm already doing Uh, obviously i have to learn you know some various other languages which i'm not opposed to um but yeah like once i went through like a, a surface level of understanding of what it was i was like okay this is what i'm gonna dive into the only reason I haven't dived into it fully is because I had all these obligations beforehand, as far as like the conference, like, you know, I'm going to be pushing Pinterest and my photography more. Um, but like I said, my birthday is in April. That is when I'm going to start dedicating two or three hours a day on just random certifications on tech, learning the ins and outs, see what I do like, see what I don't like. And then, you know, going from there. Okay, cool. I'm interested to see how that goes. I don't do data science, but, you know, I be so in the streets. <laughs> I hear that. So can I ask you a question? How did you get into tech? And, like, you know, how did that go for you? And what do you do now as well? Yeah, like, so for me, um, I always just wanted to build robots, <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, that was just my thing. But I knew I wanted to be a music producer. But I was like, music production don't be making money. Like, I have, you know, certain habits. 
Oh no, it jumped. Hello? So look, we had some technical difficulties. So I'm gonna take this time as a mini commercial break to pitch my new digital product or whatever. So I made a guide for anyone that wants to get into mobile development. It breaks down how to structure your life over the next year, uh, broken into four quarters to make sure that you can get a mobile developer position. That is $90,000 per year on average um, as a mobile developer. So link will be down below in the description notes. I hope it helps. And we're going to get back. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Well, that sucks. Nice to know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was like, oh shit, uh, what just happened? Yeah, it just like, it randomly just dropped. But, um, back to the question, like me getting into this stuff. Uh, yeah, my, start with robots. Um, I just really want to do robots. So I want to be a music producer. I know you see on Twitter, like, I really love expensive backpacks. It's like, it's so bad now. <laughs> it's like a are you like a, a backpack collector yes and it and like i'm so picky with what i buy one because i'm like a woman but two just like i need i want to be able to use it right so i yeah. just don't always want to be cute like it's cool if it goes with my outfit but i need to be able to like throw in my computer maybe a notebook or something like that so like at one point i was so set on having like Louis Vuitton and everything <laughs> <laughs> like I needed the suitcase, the duffel, the wallet, the shades. The shades were like two hundred dollars in California, and it was just like, oh, you were going in. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, damn, I can't be a music producer. Like, I guess I have to do this math and science thing, you know? Like, I'm good at uh, math. I don't like it, but I'm good at it. I really like science, so I was just like, all right, guess I'll go for it. You know what's those were my favorite subjects in high school. I hated English, like with a passion. I don't know, like a lot of this stuff was just like dull to me, but like um, statistics, like all that stuff. Um, and then like biology and uh, what's the other? I'm so old now, God damn. Uh, <laughs> like I'm sitting here trying to think back to like, what is that, 2004 through 2008. And I'm just like, holy shit, I forgot what science class. But like, yo, those are my like favorite classes in, in school. And it's crazy because like now that I, the older I get, I'm just like, damn, I should have been using that earlier. But I, you know, I was just on this other path, not, you know, utilizing my resources and actually figuring out what I enjoy doing as opposed to what's going to make me some money. So, but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, see, well, I kind of envy you. <clears throat> you went like the creative route that like, I thought I could keep up production, right? So mm -hmm. I used to, every weekend, like, I have like $2,000 worth of music software that this guy gave me. And I would just, every weekend, make a new track. Every like break, I'm making track after track in like, did the whole rapping thing in high school, which was horrible. But I had a whole backlog of things, and then it was just like, oh, engineering takes time. <laughs> yeah. I transferred to North Carolina A&T, and it was just like, my classes are actually, like, I actually have to go to some of these classes, which is like wild to me. And it was just like, all right, do I, do I really wanna try to balance the two? Do I wanna put my focus on all of it? 
and I was like super heavy into security research too. So one year I was working like four jobs one semester. Damn. Yeah, so I was doing research. I was doing two research projects. I worked at Walmart and you know, Walmart be on shit. So like you're part-time, but you really work 35 to 40 hours. <laughs> oh, that's real. I used, to be, I used to work at Walmart customer service when I was around like, I think I was 18, 19. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I had like that. I was doing TA work. I had 21 credit hours. Like, yeah, just had to let it go. So I kind of envy people to get to, they go the creative route first and really build that up and go to tech, you know? I think it's an easier transition. I don't know. You, you tell me since you're kind of going through it. You know, and honestly, it does feel like it. I feel like once you get all these skills and then you, you know, you network, I feel like you can find a lot of places a lot faster than you would, than you would in the creative field. Cause like I have tech recruiter friends. So they're like, yo, let me know when you're ready. We got you. And I'm just like, damn, it's just like that. Like it's on me to just learn this stuff, you know, at the end of the day, but as opposed to like creativity, um, the creative field, it's like, I got to learn all these skills. Then I got to like sell myself. And then I got to, you know, make sure I'm getting paid my worth and you can get burnt out really fast. Like think of it, like you creating a track at night like eventually, like after like 30, 40 tracks, you're like, God damn, like shit ain't happened yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so you do that for like four or five months. You're like, man, fuck this. Like I'm ready to, you know, find something else. It can be like that sometimes, you know, especially me when I, I was doing stuff at, you know, Viacom and then I wouldn't have um, a shoot or a gig for like a month or two. And it was just because like, like I said, like, yeah, the social media thing is cool, but then you'd have people like, oh, can you shoot me for free? And I was like, I'm, I'm beyond that point now. Like, I can't really do that. Like, you don't have a hundred dollars, like 50, you know, I was, you know, stuff like that. And it was just like, it got to a point where I was like, okay, how do I build up my audience to bring people towards me? But I almost got burnt out though, man. Like it, it happens here and there. Like there's times like for weeks, I'm like, yeah, I'm not taking on any projects. I'm not doing anything just because I'm like, it's gonna get, it's gonna get tiring. Just like anything else, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, we kind of joke about it in tech, but it's depending on what you do, it's so easy to get burnt out. And like, this is a hobby turned like career that I'm trying to make back into a hobby. So like, it's definitely all a balancing act. So you're trying to turn tech back into a hobby. Got it. Yeah. So like, making mobile apps and stuff. I just used to do that because it was like, I'm hacking Android phones, right? Yeah. So it's like, if I'm going to hack them, I might as well try to make an app or two here. Da 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 da. Like, I didn't take anything serious up until, like, when, when I moved to New York in 2017. I think that's when the, the switch just flipped for me. And it was like, all right, you got to stop playing. You said you're going to do engineering. You need to figure out what that looks like. And then we just need to figure out how to get back to, like, your happy place with tech. Mm, got it. Yeah. How, so, what were you doing in New York, uh, like tech-wise? Um, tech-wise, I was just—I used to be around the city. Like, I'm not even all that social, but I would go to like Bitcoin meetups and junk. And I would just sit on a couch, and you know how friendly white people are, and you look weird or, or mysterious, they just come talk to you. <laughs> so, Very true. Yeah, I just used to go to meetups and things that I was into. 
I would sit there and then they would ask me what I do. And I'm just like, yeah, NYU student. Oh, cool. What are you studying? Da, 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 da. And like you tell them and they're all excited. And I'm just like, yeah, I guess like <laughs> I'm trying to find something else. Like, I don't think I enjoy my program. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what it is that I, I really like and can dedicate 40 hours a week to. Yeah. That is wild. You know, that's funny. I used to go to some of those Bitcoin meetings too. Me, uh, I had a couple friends. So I, I heard about Bitcoin in 2014. Dang. I um, just lost all my stuff. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn, really? Yeah, I had it on a cell phone only. This is before uh, I was smart. Oh, sorry to hear that. I mean, was, <laughs> like, was it like a lot? It was like a hundred, hundred and fifty at the time, and I oh. like switched phones and then bricked the phone because I was doing stuff I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm sorry to hear that. I shouldn't even brought that up. Damn. No, uh, it's all good. <laughs> you love you, Larry. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I heard about it in 2014. Around this time, I'm one of like I've always been into like hustling, investing, and nobody knew. Like I tried to tell people about it, and they were like, "All right, bro, like." how are we gonna get this money now and i'm just like damn all right so i had some tech friends here in new york so when i moved up here i remember like it was yesterday we were on we were at the youtube space in the um, chelsea market and they were like yo you heard about coinbase and i'm like nah what's up what's that put me on coinbase and they were like yeah you can buy bitcoin uh litecoin all this da -da 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 -da. we're talking about investing it and I was like, oh shit, like I remember hearing about this. And around that time, Bitcoin, I kid you not, was around like five, $600. Dang. I remember Litecoin was around $13, if I'm not mistaken. I remember that shit like it was yesterday. <laughs> they, were, they were like, yo, I'm about to see this code, sign up, da, 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 da. I was like, all right. And so, you know, I bought however many I bought. And like now to see where it's at now, it's just like, holy shit. It's like Bitcoin has probably been the wildest thing I've watched like throughout the years. I remember going to meetups in Greensboro and they were like, oh yeah, we made our own like cryptocurrency for this movie group. You know, instead of you paying for tickets, you buy whatever their coin is and you pay them in that. And they had a sign up on Coinbase, all this other stuff. I was like, man, whatever. <laughs> and then like, I get on Reddit and now you got like jobs for Bitcoins or whatever. I think my second semester at NYU, I paid for all my books in Bitcoin. Oh shit. <laughs> like, but for one, NYU like screws everyone. They only like use the books that their professors write. So I was like on Amazon and eBay and all this other stuff trying to find the books. And then I would just switch out my Bitcoin for um, gift cards. Like I spent no money on books for once. And I was just like, oh, this is, this is nice. It was really, really cool. Like, and for me, I remember coming to New York and, and I've traveled uh, a lot of places, but like New York was one of those in San Francisco. But at the time, was Bitcoin popular? I don't remember. I feel like New York is like the hub of we try everything. Yeah, it's a very early adapter because I remember like walking past a restaurant and they had all the altcoins on there and they were like, yeah, you can pay for it here. And I was like, oh shit. So I, I went and tried it and it worked. And I was like, damn, this is like next level. And I felt like by now, like everywhere would be like that. 
obviously, you know, you have your people who are for Bitcoin, people who are against it, um, people who've gained a lot of money, people who've lost a lot of money. Because, you know, you remember that time where it was like, I think it was like 13,000. Yeah. It was crazy. They were putting their whole credit card on there, taking out <laughs> loans. And that shit went down. And this office was like, man, fuck this shit, man. And I was just like, and, and what I tell people all the time, like when people talk to me about it now, I'm like, like I'm not a Bitcoin millionaire, but like I was in early. And I'm when people are like, oh, like they'll, they'll be like, man, it's at, you think it's going to go under six? I'm like, oh, it can go under six. I ain't hurting yet. Well, I know that magic number when it starts like, oh, like what are we doing? But I'm like, I'm nowhere near close to that. I'm like, listen. I took a as I, I take gambles here and there in life, and that was one of those gambles where I'm glad, you know, it it uh it paid off in the long run. Cause initially, I, I remember, like I said, being in that YouTube space, and I seen it, and I was like, damn, like I remember hearing about this, and I started doing my research, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna take a, a large lump sum of money, I'm gonna just buy all these Litecoins and these Bitcoins, and I'm gonna just see what happens. And then two, three years later, I was just like. Oh shit, all right. And I thought, and I kid you not, I thought Litecoin was gonna be at, I thought it was gonna be up there with, with Bitcoin. Cause I went all in on that shit. And I'm, oh, I haven't man. lost any money, but. It didn't hit like you thought it was. Yeah, it didn't hit. Cause I remember that shit got up to like two, 300. I said, oh, <laughs> I started looking at islands. I was like, what we about to do? Like. Uh <laughs> You had it planned. I had it planned out. I was like, oh, we about to get all this. That's I, was like, I was like, I'm gonna get some Bitcoin. I was like, at the time, I was like, I'm gonna get a couple couple uh, Bitcoins. And I was like, I'm really about to go in on Litecoin. If this is gonna do the same thing. And so I split up the money. You know, I was just going back and forth. I think I stopped. Like at this point now, I don't really, I just hold on with that, what I got. I'm not really buying any new thing at the moment. Um, the last coin I bought, I think Bitcoin got down to like, damn, I want to say six grand or five grand sometime last year. And I, I bought one more after that, but, and it's, you know, it's, it got up to like as recently like 8,000. So, you know, it's no issues, but it's just like, man, I wish I would have, you know, went all the way in on that shit. Cause phew, Lord knows where I'd be at right now. <laughs> So given that, like, um, I remember reading a story of a guy like doing a whole monthly challenge in New York using Bitcoin. Have you ever tried that? Like paying rent and all your utilities and stuff like that? I have not. And the only reason I have not is because I'm in a relationship. So when, uh, <laughs> like when you're the one that's um, trying to, so I'll, okay, how, how should I say this? So I'm in a relationship. I've been in a long-term relationship for 10, 10, 11 years now. Nice. Yeah, it's been so long. Sometimes you forget. <laughs> but anyway, um, so doing that, I take a lot of chances with money just because, you know, I like to invest. I like to, my girlfriend, she has a, a great job, but she's not in that investing mode. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So. I would love to, you know, pay everything with Bitcoin, but she'll probably look at me like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I don't know if this is going to work and I ain't got time to, I don't have the energy to 
um, have those conversations. Be like, yo, this is the shit that's gonna change the future, and you know, I ain't got time for all that. So I, I pay everything with my card and my cash. But I would, I did, I did not know it was a Bitcoin challenge. I should definitely look into it more. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I saw it on Reddit at first, but there's people like once a month. It's only in New York. I feel it's because they got the most uh, Bitcoin ATMs or whatever. But they'll just live a whole month on straight Bitcoin. Those Bitcoin ATMs are super like they're in random ass areas too. I mean, they also take a lot out, you know. Yeah, yeah. But they're in so rant like the area. Like you think it'd be like strictly, obviously Manhattan, um, Tribeca, Wall Street area, but they're like a little spread out, and I'm just like, this don't make no sense. I lived in Brooklyn, so like to me, anything outside of Manhattan and Brooklyn was just like a dead thing. It's just like nah, not making an effort. I don't blame you at all. I, I live in the Heights, and I will not step foot in the Bronx at all. And I'm <laughs> close, but it's like it ain't worth it. It ain't for me. I went to the Bronx what like twice? It's the longest train ride of my life. It's like two hours or something. I went to Coney Island. Island. I used to go to Coney Island a lot. I was working with this uh, really dope graphic designer artist. Um, but it was, a, it was a cool ride. But yeah, I, I, for some reason, I I won't go to the Bronx. I already know what time it is. The, the three times that I've been to the Bronx, it's always like some weird shit going on. I'm just like, I can't do this. Like it's a different, it's a different life up there yep. as the rest of New York. And it's like, if I don't, if I don't need to be around I ain't, I ain't got no reason to go there. <laughs> Yo, that's how I felt. And I, I did like, um, I think in Brooklyn it's called Brownsville, which is like that quote unquote <laughs> dangerous uh, area. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I, I worked over there with them kids and man, if I ain't learned nothing else from New York, them kids are a whole nother level. They like whole adults in many bodies. <laughs> Oh, that's real. Them kids will talk to you like you're a grown-ass, you know, adult. And you just be like, yo, but you can't be talking to me like that. And it's like, yo, fuck you. And like, all, right, all right, cool. Yeah, they say like, something they else. They fight each other all the time. I was like, oh, am I quick enough for this? They got an older sibling or some cousins that will shoot your shit up with no problem. Yep. It's very, New York is a very interesting ecosystem from all perspectives. Yeah, I'm ready to leave. I, I'm I'm so ready to go. Why is that though? Um, being from this, I guess, being from the South, and then moving up here, you see how much you took the South for granted, as far as like financially. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Like we pay so oh, much <laughs> up here and just expenses in general. Like I feel like every time I leave the house, I spend some type of money. They say and when I, you uh, open your door, it's like fifty dollars. You know what I mean? And it's just like, woof! Like, all right. And granted, I've, I'm, I'm glad I've been able to make money in New York. Like New York's opened me up to, you know, the hustle of New York. Like I love it because I had that hustle down south, and nobody had it like me. So I, I felt like I was just always alone. Like I'd be up to like, you know, two, three in the morning. Go wake up at the gym. Uh, go to the gym at seven or sometimes at 4.45 in the morning because I used to body build. And like, I was the only one of my friends that was doing like, that had that type of assertiveness. Everybody else was like on chill mode all the time. 
and so coming up here like i do appreciate how it's like everybody's on go 24 7 but then like you start to you know sometimes you're just like for me i stand outside and i'll just chill and i'll just be like watching and i'm like we ain't gotta live like this though you know what i mean like <laughs> like when you start looking at certain things you start looking at the uh yeah it's just like like why do i have to wonder if my heat is going to cut on in certain times or why is my water like not hot right now and it's cold as shit not saying like and that's happened like once or twice but it's like in the south i ain't never had to worry about that and if i did you know either a i knew somebody that knew how to fix it real fast or b like the people was out there same day like yo you know you make that call up here takes a week yeah and i've heard stories like i'm i'm and I'm, I'm thankful that i've nothing's happened to me personally but like i got my homeboy he didn't tell me like refrigerator like was out for like two weeks i said what had to throw you know two hundred dollars worth of groceries away and then um like i had a who had like a, a mice problem and a rat problem and i was like damn i ain't had to deal with none of that shit like most i had is like a fly come in so i had to get some some window seals but outside of that like shit yeah i mean it's i definitely appreciate the year that i spent up there but i also realize it's not somewhere that i personally want to i want to live the rest of my life you know the yeah. south kind of isn't either but south is cheap so it's cheap man i tell <laughs> well, listen you got to make your money work for you right and if you're into that you know if you're into investing flipping knowing what to do with your money instead of just like you know letting it sit in a savings account you could do a lot more damage in the south than you can up here that makes sense because if i was making the same money i'm making now down south oh shit <laughs> traveling every week you oh, know but up here <laughs> it's like you got to be cautious of it because um you just never know like you know some random shit could happen i was in an uber accident uh uh two years ago Dang. And I got that hospital bill. That shit was like twenty-seven grand. I said, "What?" Yeah, and that's I, one thing I didn't do in New York. I already knew, like, you never go to the hospital if at all possible. I said, "Oh shit!" And then, I mean, I, I didn't have to pay for anything because, like I said, I, it wasn't my fault. I was just in the Uber. But like, I was like, "Damn!" Imagine like if I did have to pay for this, or if I was the one that was driving, I'd be fucked. Yeah, everything's like ten x up there. Yeah, I've lived in upstate too, and they talk about the city like it's just oh, it's so expensive. That I'm like, upstate low key expensive too. I think it's the whole state. Yeah, that's the whole state. They just they have those I wouldn't say southern vibes, but they're you know they're detached from the city, so they don't really know. Right. It's very suburban up there. I like it, but I don't like all the people. So that's one thing that was like, yeah, I gotta get out of New York because it's constantly people. It's just like, sometimes I drive now and it's just like, I enjoy that car ride with just me and my music. I That's one of those things I low key uh, miss as well. I haven't driven a car in, can't even tell you. Cause when I was in Charlotte, I stayed by the light rail so I didn't need to drive. And then I was, that's funny, it's, I was one of the few early adapters of uh, Uber. 
because Uber was in Charlotte like 2015, 16. Yep. Maybe even earlier than that, but yeah, I just used to take Ubers if I needed to go somewhere serious. I stayed but right by a grocery store. I had the light rail, so I didn't I didn't need to drive. So like, yeah, that's one of those things I I definitely miss like blasting your music out the car speakers, stuff like that. That's great. It sounds like you do like I know you said you like to take risks, so it, it sounds like you're very into like trying to get into things early before. Like just to see what is the waters are like before you put in too much time and effort. Yeah, because you know, since I have, I don't know, I read a lot, and so I, I always have alerts coming to my phone. I have access to information, so I'm like, and you know, being a creative, I feel like you do have to take chances, whether it be with your art, your money, all that. So yeah, I'm definitely one of those people. It's like. If the idea sounds good to me and I see, I can see the potential in it, I'll definitely try it. And if it fails, then it fails. But, you know, I'm one of those people where it's like, at least I tried it. I didn't like it. I did like it. We'll go from there. I'm not going to, you know, shit ain't going to go. Like, shit has never been bad where, I, you know, as long as I don't go broke, I'm fine. I can always, you know, bounce back. Makes sense. So... Like, given all this experience that you've had, like moving, uh, switching careers, I guess you're about to make another slight career shift. Like, what is the coolest thing that you've done thus far? Coolest thing I've done career-wise? Uh, I mean, in general, whether it's like investing, a photo shoot that you did, anything. All right, I'll give you three. And they're all different. Uh, okay. One is obviously investing in Bitcoin early. Um, like I said, that was me taking that chance. I didn't know it would turn out to be. And once again, for the people that listen, I'm not fucking rich off. Like, I'm not like a millionaire off of Bitcoin. That is not the case. I'm saying <laughs> like, I don't want people to be like, yo, so like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm comfortable. <laughs> yeah, like I'm comfortable, but like I'm, I'm nowhere near like rich. Like, no, I, I have a set amount of Bitcoin. It's, you know, it holds me over. I'm cool. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not, don't hit me up for no loans or nothing like, cause I ain't got it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, one, that's one, um, 2015, I went to Dubai and the crazy thing is I went there, the ticket was $125 round trip from New right. York. To Dubai for a week. Um, so there was like a, I used to, tra like I said, I used to be uh, traveling a lot. I was in those travel noir groups, all that stuff. Um, and so they put up this, uh, put up this link. I remember it was Christmas Eve. I was laying in bed and I got this alert and I was like, New York to Dubai for 125 September. I was like, this shit don't seem real. So I clicked it. Shit was real. I had literally hit up everybody in my phone. I was like, you want to go? You want to go? You want to go? Motherfuckers ain't getting back to me. Motherfuckers, I'm like, I ain't got it right now. I said, what? Like, hold on. What you? It's 125. Um, so I bought it. I bought one for myself. I asked my girlfriend. She wanted to go. We was actually in the middle of a fight. And she was like, no. And I was like, all right, cool. Didn't get hers. I got my brother his. Um, 
couple of my uh, one of the, my coworkers got one, and it's supposed to be more of us, but like people backed out. So the next morning, like I'm like, you know, whatever, whatever. I look at my phone and they're like, yeah, like it was a glitch in the system, but we're gonna honor it. And I was like, oh shit. So I was like, like wow. So I yeah. So September was that 2015, 16? I went to Dubai for a week for $125 round trip. That's wild. I'm also like, I'll be mad for your girlfriend that you just didn't just buy her the ticket anyway, even though she said no. You know what? Now, now that I look back on it, I could have just bought it. But <laughs> I mean, I was, she didn't want to go. I was like, all right, cool. Um, and then the third thing, I guess yeah, th this actually ties into the second one. So I was, you know, being in New York, you always meet people that say they do X, Y, Z, and you never believe them until you actually see it. Because yep. you know, So on the way back from Dubai to New York, um, I was sitting beside this girl um, and we we're just like, you know, just having a random conversation. I'm like, oh, what do you do? What do you do? She's like, oh, I work at Viacom, da 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 da, -da do X, Y, Z. And I was like, all right, cool, like, whatever. Um, and so we we land, we depart, we go separate ways. I'm in Charlotte, and I have I have a mutual I have mutual friends with uh, Charlemagne the God. And so I was on IG, and I seen the same girl on his IG post um, that I was sitting next to on the plane. And I was like, oh, she's actually who she says she is. And I was like, wow, small world. And so I moved back, I moved to New York a couple months after that. And then um, I happened to be walking and uh, where was I at? I was in time, and this, this, is, this is how you know it's crazy. I was in Times Square, you know how busy that shit is. Mm -hmm. By the Viacom building, I was, uh, I was going to the Lamb's Club restaurant over there. And I bumped into her and I was like, so we we like walking. I look up, she looks up, and it was like, you know, you look at her like, damn, I know you from somewhere, but I don't remember. And I looked and I was like, damn, you that girl from the plane. She's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. So what you doing out here? And I was like, I live out here now. She's like, I work at it. and I was like, and I told her, I was like, I thought you were bullshitting the whole time until and I, you know, I gave it a backstory and she was like, small world. And then after that, that's how I got my that's how I started working at Viacom just through that, literally that easy. Dang, that's like, wild. Yeah, it's wild as hell. It was just <laughs> like, oh, okay. So yeah, so those are the three like cool things, random things that I think that's happened so far in this life. Expecting a couple more, but you know, those are three where it's just like, damn, that really happened. Funny story. And it's cool, especially like, I mean, I will never go to Dubai, but the fact that the tickets are 125, that's a crazy deal. That was, it was so good. It was, I just remember looking at it and I was like, am I tweaking? Like, I thought I was high. I'm, you know, I, I didn't smoke at the time. And I was just like, 125. I was like, this don't really make sense. But I was like, I got it. So I might as well try it. And like I said, they it went through and I was like, okay, cool. And I thought they were gonna like, you know, cancel it next day. Ah, they honored all of them joints. I saw, so, I've never seen so many black people when I was over there. I seen so like, and you know, we'd, we'd be in like the soups or something. And then, you know, you see black person and you'd be like, oh, you got it from, 
uh, the deal. And they were like, yup. And I'm like, damn, me too. Like, there was so many of us out there. That shit was wild. Wow, that sounds fun. A little jealous. <laughs> um, so let's see. What else? I mean, we kind of talked about your niche a lot, but like looking at the future of just like photography and stuff, do you see anything uh, major changes down the pipeline? Do you think that like, well, I think people are gonna have to change up the way that they uh, advertise because you talked about Pinterest, but is there anything else that you see changing on the horizon? I feel like they're just gonna keep, hmm. I don't know if I wanna be a realist or if I wanna <laughs> give like a specific, I don't know. Um, it's up to you. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm far into it now. I feel like photography is gonna die down soon. And the reason I say that is because of AI. What do you mean die down? Like in what sense? Um, as far as the art goes, like people are not gonna be wanting to pay quality money for certain things just because with the um, with the AI, like these cameras now that they're producing, especially on phones, it's so, uh, you don't even have to do anything. The camera does everything for you. You don't have to technically be a photographer in it these days. All you have to do is kind of learn how to edit. That's, that's more than anything. But you know, you've seen these cameras where like the latest iPhone, like it, it manipulates everything. Even the Galaxy Note I got, it can it's it can manipulate any picture that I take, and it's just like damn. Like if I wanted a certain way, the artificial intelligence is gonna make it this certain way, just because of the algorithm, and it may look the best. And it's just like shush. So I feel like with that, that's gonna be a curve where it's like either you're gonna have to be really elite at what you do, or you might just wanna you know. Um, you might just want to learn other skills and get into something else. I would say in the next five to 10 years. And that's just me personally talking just from like all the stuff that I've, you know, I read all the um, articles on the latest in photography and what's going on. A lot of these companies aren't innovative like they used to be. Like Sony took over um, like the landscape in a major way just because they were innovative. Sony's doing some really, really cool stuff. They're also, like I said, but they're also adding on, adding in all these extra things. So yeah, you get these megapixels, you get high quality resolution, but it's like, it's no longer, you don't really have to be as technical as you used to have to be. Cause now, you know, like I said, you have all this artificial intelligence that's pretty much doing the work for you. They're coming out with all these sensors and late, and all this stuff. So that's one major change I definitely see coming for the industry in a very, very, uh, very, very soon, actually. Gotcha. I, um, I didn't mean to be so dark about it, but. No, I mean, it makes sense. Like, I work on the other side of that. So, like, I mean, I see it happening, but I don't know how it affects, you know, people like you who are in it every day. Yeah. Um, Honestly, at the end, of, like I would love to own like a a major like photography videography studio, like just as like a space where you could do like videos, uh, treatments, all that type of stuff. I like but the YouTube far, videos. <clears throat> what's that? 
like the YouTube studios type of thing? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, I would love to own one of those, but as far as like being an actual photographer, I think that will turn more into a hobby here in the next five years for me personally. I think I'll be more into the, the tech side, doing you know whatever I fall in love with or multiple things and having photography just be like a hobby as opposed to a source of income. <clears throat> makes sense. So uh, given that, um, what is, as of now, what's your favorite camera body and lens to work with? To work with? Um, this is actually be a little shocking for people. So my favorite, my favorite all um, just of, in general is the 1DX. I love that Canon. Um, that's just that like- shocking. <laughs> it's, a, it's insane. But, you know, no, this is about to be the shocking part. My favorite camera to shoot with, just in general, like if I'm doing street photography and I'm just like, I need something quick, I grab my Canon Rebel T7i. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I learned, so when I picked up, when I first picked up a camera, um, I had, a, I think at the time it was what, a T3i? One of those, one of those Rebel series cameras, but that was the, like, that's the one I, I just learned. And so I stuck with that series up until I can get like, you know, um, a full body. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I love, for some reason, I know those cameras like the back of my hand. And so like, I just love the Rebel series. It's just one of those like staples. Um, my lens of choice, 24 to 70 or the 70 to 200. I like versatility. I like being able to shoot different um, perspectives at any given time. So I would say those are like my top two favorite lenses. Got you. You know, you might be the first person I've talked to that's like a Canon, like diehard Canon fan. <laughs> Everybody else is either uh, Nikon or they or they made it to that Sony. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, that Sony that Sony is insane. I was gonna get one. I think I'm gonna get a Panasonic, the Lumix G7. That's, that's not the bad. next one I'm gonna get. Yeah, that's not a bad camera. Yeah, I just for some reason I've been I don't know. Once I I feel like once I've mastered the actual camera, it's like I can shoot whatever I want. I know how to shoot, you know, exactly what I'm looking for. Um, I almost made that switch to Sony. Like, I think I was gonna get that Sony A3, some shit like that, S3, I, one of those. Um, it's, it's a beast of a camera and it's small and compact, um, but I don't know, I just, I like the bulkiness of the, the Canon stuff. It's just something I'm comfortable with. It hasn't failed me yet. So, hey, it's a solid reason to keep using it. Yeah, no complaints over here. So, I guess to wrap things up, I got like three more questions. Um, yeah. So we'll say, what is like any advice that you have at the end of this talk that you want to give anybody from newbies to photography to people looking to make that switch to data science, people looking to move to New York. <laughs> Like any last minute advice? Mm. If you're going to move to New York, move with a relative. 
I would stay, save your money if you can. Like if you have people up here you can like room with, do it. Don't sit there and try to be, um, like when I first moved back up to New York, I lived with my mom in Jersey for like two, three years, saving money. And that was probably like one of the best things I could do because I was making New York money, paying almost little to nothing, just, you know, helping out with groceries, uh, small bills here and there because it was my grandmother's old house. So the house is taken care of. So I was in a new, unique position to like, you know, you see people move up to New York all the time and then they, the first three, four months, they struggling, can't find a job or they, you know, they got caught up in the New York, New York life. So what I tell people, if you have friends, relatives, please, it is vital to stay with them. Um, you know, do, you know, grind it out for, you know, however long, and then you can get your spot if you're in that position. But a lot of these spots here in New York are overpriced um <laughs> like it just doesn't make any sense like like the a spot i'm at now it's one of the it's probably one of the biggest that i've personally seen in new york um since i've been up here one bedroom but it looks like you could you know, it looks like a two three bedroom like it's it's huge it's in the heights though um but it's not bad like it's cool i paid decent amount of rent but then i know people that live you know like in a what was that East Village that's paying like two, three grand and you like, all you got is a bed and a bathroom. Like, what are you doing? Like some of this shit, people, some of the decisions they make doesn't make uh, any sense to me. Um, so as far as, like I said, new, moving to New York, do that. As far as photography goes, obviously like, I know we all love our craft and you know, we want to get paid for our work. But at the same time, you have to know the business side of photography right after you learn those technical skills so once you start getting good you need to learn and figure out how to market yourself whether that be through social media whether that be through digital marketing learning some seo taking some seo courses um i think that'll really really enhance um your your portfolio and definitely your being able to reach and gain new customers um let's see as far as pinterest goes if you're not using it to for organic traffic, if you don't want to learn, sorry to hear that. It's really easy. It's really, I wouldn't, I mean, it's uh, initially it's time consuming, but once you get the hang of it, like I do it like the back of my hand now, as far as posting stuff or reposting um, content that people are taking from my site and just like adding it onto my boards. Um, that's one of those things like you should definitely invest in, learn how to get that because it does nothing but help you in the long run. Like I haven't had one quote unquote issue with Pinterest. It's done nothing but generate, say whether that be sales, page views, um, get, uh, growing my email list to over 5,000 people. Like that was all literally straight through Pinterest. Well, mostly, but yeah, I would say mainly through Pinterest. So yeah, those are my couple things right there. Oh, as far as getting, getting into tech, uh, for me personally, uh, you can get on Twitter and just talk to random people about tech. I mean, they're more than open, if you don't ask dumbass questions, um, but they're more than open to like, you know, helping you or giving you some advice. Um, the route I took was free code camp initially. And then I got on, um, currently doing like stuff on Coursera, 
Um, yeah, so if you definitely want to, if you want to go to that route, like you could, I would definitely test some free resources first, just to like see if coding or tech in general is something you want to get into. But yeah, after that, there's you just get on Twitter, network with people. They would be more than gladly help you in your journey of trying to get into this tech field. Gotcha. That's solid advice, especially for stuff in New York, because boy, do I regret <laughs> not having <laughs> somebody to live with. Uh, it, it, my roommate it, situation was horrible, so. I believe it. I could, yo, and I didn't even know um, like people were doing, like people were literally like stay someplace for one day and be like, all right, well, hey guys, um, I got somebody to cover my lease, so holla. And it'd be like some motherfucker you ain't never met in life. And it's just like, that's crazy. Yep. Definitely a thing. Uh, so let's see. Uh, my favorite question, do you have a favorite backpack? And it doesn't have to be one that you own. Like I definitely told you, I have this Louis Vuitton backpack dream. <laughs> so do you have a favorite backpack? Maybe something that you carry your camera gear in, your daily bag, gym bag. So my daily bag is this bag from Amazon that, um, oh no, actually I got a Herschel bag. Sorry. Uh, the mm -hmm. Herschel bag works just fine for me. Like that's like my go-to. Um, my, if I'm like traveling or I know I'm gonna like have like a lot of equipment with me. There's this one bag I have that fits three lenses, a camera, my laptop, and like I can put like clothes and shit in there. It's uh, it's, it's on gear.com. I think it's called a, a wonder bag, something like that. I don't know. It's probably one of the best bags I've ever had in life. Um, weather resistant like it can get wet and it just bounces off i need that especially being in new york because you never know um yeah so those are like my go-to's i used to like be a gym bag fanatic but i don't carry as much shit as i used to all the time but yeah those are like my two like go-to bags so a herschel bag and this one like camera bag that just camera slash travel bag that saves lives because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one. I'm not checking no bag in. I ain't doing none of that. If it, if it can't go in this bag, it ain't going. Oh, so you're a one bag, one bag type of person. Yeah, I'll yeah. Like no backpack and duffel, just the backpack. I can do a duffel for sure. Okay. I try not to, but if because I know how to like roll the stuff up. I know the I got the cubes and everything, so like, you know, it, everything just fits in perfectly. Only, yeah. only thing that's sticking out is like the shoes. <laughs> Out of that, like, nah, everything just fits. But yeah, if it can't go in one of them two bags, it's not going. All right, all right, it makes sense. So, I mean, I just want to go ahead and say thanks for talking to me. This was fun um, conversation. Like, I didn't meet nobody in New York that I didn't already know. So yeah. I'm kind of sad I didn't meet you while I was there, but it's been a great conversation about like photography and tech and all that. But before we kind of wrap it up, like where can people find you, website? Uh, you don't use Instagram, but if you want to throw out your Twitter handle, Pinterest handle, all that stuff. Yeah, so everything would, so my website is um, richpointofview.com. Um, you can find me on Twitter with the same handle, richpointofview. Uh, I am on IG. I just don't, I post mostly in the stories, like, cause 
with the whole algorithms and all that stuff like i don't really too much mess with ig like that anymore as far as like posting my work but i mean you'll find some like stuff in the videos uh so if you do want to follow me on there you can follow me on there rich point of view as well but yeah those are like the three main places you can find me if you do want to follow my pinterest boards uh it's rich point of view you'll find me on there like they'll have my logo you either see my logo or just some of my photos that i'm known for on there but yeah you can look for me as rich point of view on there as well and um yeah that's look forward to hearing from y'all and thank you for having me on as well this is a really dope conversation um i'm definitely like i said i'm definitely trying to get into the tech space so like hearing about you know things that you do and how you had to navigate really is uh pretty cool and I also, I have a drive on, I know this is random, I know we're in there, but I have a drive on like chat bots. I'm, I'm really about to like try to create a bot and just like see how that goes. Cause that seems cool as hell too. It's fun. I mean, great. I, uh, I get locked out of a lot of people's APIs doing stupid stuff, but <laughs> it's great. I recommend it. Everyone try it. Yeah. I need a bot for the, I just joined that, uh, that cook group. I need a bot for one of those. I see I need some those drops oh yeah i've been trying a manual for the past like around december yeah no dice go ahead and uh pay for the bites <laughs> uh, i figure once i started i literally click on something that should be going i'm like god damn it i'm like all right yeah sneakers be playing me that's what makes me mad like i got my uh air max which had like the batman theme or whatever yeah and i was like those went through but i had to be on like sneakers 959 Right at 10 o'clock, I had to refresh real quick. <laughs> Any other time, it don't go through. And do you, is there a bot, is there, I guess I could talk to you all about this off. I mean, whether you want to put it in or not, but is there like a like a bot program you recommend? Like, where should I go? Where should I look? Um, that's up to like Scrap and Reese. I don't know, because some of them don't always hit consistently. Other ones do. Got it. So, yeah, I just be over here on my phone, sneakers app, <laughs> trying to get the shoes. I'm fan yeah. from Yeezy, so I yeah, don't I be copying it all. crazy. How do you, oh, that's wild. Shit. You're only supposed to get one pair sent, and, like, I use a different name, but I use, like, another card of mine, but because it came to the same address, my address is now banned. Damn. Yeezy ain't had to do you like that. <laughs> you live and you learn. I definitely should have read the little small print thing beforehand, but whatever. It is what it is. But yeah, thank you for having me on here. I, this is uh, definitely a pleasure. I appreciate this. No problem. Thanks for saying be a guest. This was fun. Yeah, I look forward to doing some more in the future. Hopefully, bring me back on at some time. I would love to do it. Uh, definitely. We'll try to see if we can get like a round table of creative people that are like making a move to tech or something. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah. All right. Dope. I'll definitely work on that then. I didn't know if people would like them. So. Yeah, I don't see. For Honestly, I feel like there's an audience for like almost everything. But like something like that, especially with you could even do it like have it with creatives and then have somebody like that has like some skin in the game as far as the tech world. But like, you know, just to facilitate like, oh, you want to do this? These are some of the routes that you can go, you know, stuff like that. Um, and honest, and also talk about their day-to-day -day because sometimes, you know, people can see things from a, a surface level 
and be like, oh, I want to do this. But then like, um, they don't know what they're getting into until they get there. And you're like, oh shit, this is not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> like, <laughs> That was me getting into tech. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a shocker. Yeah, I can, uh, I, and I'm sure that, that bro culture and all that, the semantics you have to work through, especially being in tech, because it's not a lot of people that look like us. So I can only imagine the shit that you go through. Yeah, I mean, you get some, you get through some of it through college a little bit. Uh, my graduating class is actually predominantly women. So, mm. so that's a, a little different than most people's uh, standards, but the women yeah. was out there killing it. Like we had the most internships, most job offers. And then there was like, yeah. the women men were just there. Yeah, hmm? I mean, the women get to it. Like that's one thing, that's one thing I will say about New York. Like, obviously they're high powered, the high ranking men here, but like women low key run New York. Yep. Like, like, a, like from a job and business standpoint, like women are running shit. Although a majority of women I meet in New York are like bosses. Like, you're like, oh, what you do? And they like they hit you with some um, hedge fund shit. You're like, what? Like, what the right. fuck? Running like three businesses or something. Like, it ain't nothing. Yeah, be like, oh, okay. Like, that's okay. Say no more. Nah, that's really dope, though. All right, I'm gonna let you go. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm gonna finish uploading this guy real quick. <laughs> so. All right, sounds good. Thank you again. You have a good one. You too. See you later. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode. All social media and any other links mentioned will be down below. Check out Richie's blog. Check out Instagram stories. Check out his Twitter. All that fun stuff. And if you know someone that you want to be on this show or someone I can attempt to get on this show, uh, go ahead and send me an email at kevin at bpack.media. We'll also be down below in the show notes or what have you. Have a great rest of your day.